good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Welcome to the podcast today. Glad that you're here and listening in and hopefully today will be a great blessing and maybe a reset for your own thinking regarding your walk with the Lord. I I do quite a bit of thinking about that myself, and I am always thrilled when I'm in my Bible reading, I come across a passage of Scripture that really does reorient my thinking and get me uh, get me going in the way that God intends for me to be thinking and my thought processes and things. And one of the such passages I've come across recently that I just wanted to share in the podcast today, you may have heard it before, but it just had a renewed zeal for, my, for me as I read it. And it is in Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. The verses themselves say this, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Well, you don't have to guess very much about the point that Jeremiah is making here in the passage. Uh, here, I particularly my attention is caught by that phrase at the end of verse 24, where it says, For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. What does God desire from you? What does he desire from me? What is it that God is really uh, uh, pleased with in my life that's going to uh, make a difference in the way I live and a difference in the way I serve my my Father in heaven? Well, I want you to note that God is very specific about three things that he delights in in this passage. He actually tells us three things. Uh, he tells us what he wants. What is important to the Almighty? He tells me what is not going to help me, and he tells me what is going to be to my benefit. And I think it's good for us to meditate on this today. Just by means of background, I just would remind you that Jeremiah the prophet is preaching. He's preaching to a people that are largely uninterested in what he has to say. They may think it's a a, a a, a, a strange thing to come out and listen to a preacher, and oftentimes they would do that just because they didn't have any other form of entertainment, and they would often come out to hear the street preacher, Jeremiah. Remarkably enough, Jeremiah preached his entire ministry, and you don't find one recorded instance of a, of a convert that he had as a result of his preaching. There may have been some, but there's none recorded in Scripture. Oftentimes when I get a little bit discouraged as a pastor, I remind myself that Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, many of these prophets of uh, preachers of the Word of God saw a little result because of the hard-heartedness of the people that they were preaching to. Jeremiah was no different. God called Jeremiah to preach to God's people, uh, to challenge them, a people that lived in a very dark uh, spiritual condition. Chapter 9 in Jeremiah is literally occupied with a lament or a grieving over the rebellion of Judah. Jeremiah begins by weeping heavily. If you read chapter 9 of Jeremiah, he's just, that's why he's called the weeping prophet. He begins by crying um, 
heavily over the unfaithful, the sinful excesses of God's people. They had become so vile, he says two times, even in the book of Jeremiah, that they had become so calloused in their sin, had become so um, affected by the godlessness and the immorality of the people that they lived around that they were incapable of even blushing anymore. Nothing literally bothered them. Uh, boy, uh, we're approaching that even in America as well, where even those who name the name of Christ, those who are God's people, have lost the ability to even blush, to even uh, feel uncomfortable and awkward around immorality and disobedience. That was Jeremiah's condition. Uh, in, in fact, it got to the point that Jeremiah couldn't even stand to be around folks because their vileness was so um, so obvious. And so in verses 1 through 6 of chapter 9, uh, Jeremiah is saying that even God doesn't even know them anymore. They are his people, but they are like strangers to him. And so Jeremiah laments and grieves over that. In verses 7 through 11, uh, there's another point where God intends to refine them. He said, I'm going to take you to task. I, I have compassion on you. I love you. And I want to bring glory to myself. So I'm going to do something in my nation among my people that is going to bring, uh, turn them around to bring glory to him. Well, in verses 12 to 22, he tells exactly how he is going to do this, why it has to happen and what the result will be. And I don't have time to go into all that today, but verses 23 and 24 is what I want to focus on. And it's like a summary statement by God where he says to his people, I'm getting ready to do something in this nation. It's got to happen and the results are going to be glorious. But he said, I want you to know what is important to me. Almighty God is speaking into the life of this nation. And he said, I want you to understand what's important. He said, first of all, when it comes to the well, what I desire, in verse 23, he said, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor the mighty man glory in his, uh, his might or his strength, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. I mean, these are the three things in which men most pride themselves uh, in 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 our world as well today, it's it was no different in the time of Jeremiah. These are the benchmarks of success in a godless world. Uh, one who has great riches, one who has wisdom, or one who has great strength and might. And the world looks on that, and it looks approvingly, and it exalts and uh, uh, lifts up people who have those kind of qualities. But God is saying here in verse 23 that those things are what proves to actually be vain and empty and worthless when it's all said and done. And so he goes on to the next verse. And in the next verse, which I want to concentrate on, because specifically we're told in verse 24 that there are three things that God really delights in. And what he delights in, he says, don't boast in your wisdom. 
Instead, boast that you understand and know God. That's what verse 24 says. That's God's benchmark of success. That's God's standard of what a life that is really worth living is that you glory and un- in the fact that you understand and know Him, knowing Almighty God. He said that I am the Lord that exercises loving kindness. Don't boast in your wisdom. Uh, Don't boast in your strength. Don't boast in your wealth. Boast that you you know, you understand, and know God. This is what the verse is talking about. And we also discover in this that the prophet's remedy, the preacher's remedy here, Jeremiah, for healing the nation of Israel is to have a true understanding and knowledge of God. Uh, And that is discovered in three chief attributes or descriptions of the character of God. And he says it in verse 24, that first thing to know and discover about God and experience is his loving kindness. It's a Hebrew word, chesed. It's a word literally means covenant loyalty. It means a readiness to show grace and mercy, that this is the God of the universe, that his loving kindness is a fundamental attribute of who he is. Then he said that you would, uh, that I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness. And secondly, judgment. Um, That is something that is essential to faith that we understand this. He exercises loving kindness and right choices and decisions. He makes the right statutes and commandments for his people. They give health to those who follow him. And then the next word, the thing that God delights in, is righteousness. That's essential. If you want to live a life that is a delight to God, then you're going to be exercising righteousness in the earth. You're going to know him. Uh, Righteousness, of course, is that conformity to a standard, that right living, those right choices that you make in life. Because unless you believe that God's dealings with them, with you in life and death, are right and just, you'll neither love him nor obey him nor reverence him. Folks, he says at the end of verse 24, in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. These are the things that God says we ought to boast in, in knowing him. Do you know him today? I hope you do. Get to know him. Read his word. Turn off the television. Uh, Get out your Bible. Study him. Listen frequently to sermons taught about the Bible, and it will put your feet on the right path. God bless. Walk with Christ today.